0: 1 Samuel 16, one through 13. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord and invite Jesse to the sacrifice. And I will show you what you shall do. And you shall anoint for me him whom I declare to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice.
1: When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. Then Jesse made Shema pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. And Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. Then Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but behold, he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and get him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. And he sent and brought him in now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome and the lord said arise anoint him for this is he then samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers and the spirit of the lord rushed upon david from that day forward and samuel rose up and went to ramah the word of the lord thanks be to god thanks be to god do you get okay. I don't know why. Yes. But every passage that I read, I feel like, is the one that has like five Hebrew names in it in this <laughs> book. <laughs> Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just okay. wanted to make that note. Okay, it was <laughs> like
1: two days ago. Just out the gate, I had to like publicly apologize to any Hebrew scholars, like Will Hines, <laughs> listening to this, because I'm always like I'm just butchering these names.
2: I thought you did pretty good, actually.
0: Right, I yeah, it's confidence is key. Okay,
2: thanks. There you go. Yeah. So this is this is the classic story of Samuel going and anointing uh, David as the new king. That's right. Uh, I did find it kind of funny and interesting that uh, I, I've never really noticed that when Samuel comes up Jesse's like do you come peaceably? Yeah. And yeah. I think he's yeah. I think he's thinking of Agag you know I mean he just like hacked up this like foreign king yeah. into pieces yeah. and so I think he's coming he's like
0: whoa! What are you, are you about to do? You coming with
2: a sword? Yeah. Like, he's what getting you... off his motorcycle and the <laughs> blood is still like yeah, dripping off the sword. He's got a leather yeah. jacket on <laughs> yeah. so uh, but he oh. is in fact coming peaceably mm-hmm. yeah and he's coming to anoint the new king. Yeah. And um, you know, and 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 kind of this this famous idea of of not looking on the outward appearance, yeah. but looking on the heart. Yeah. I don't know if you got something on that, Kate.
0: Yeah. So yesterday kind of talking about Saul's disobedience and yet his like claim to obedience and ultimately like the Lord knowing his heart in that. And so yet again we see God kind of saying, like, Samuel like look at the inner like that's what I look at I look at the inner not the outer and so even like the least expected person like out of all the sons like Jesse or uh, yeah Jesse like didn't even bring all of his sons mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. you know from the beginning because why would why would David be the king he's yeah. just the mm-hmm. small little shepherd Um, and yet that's that's what matters to the Lord is our heart and even thinking about like mm-hmm. the sacrifices versus the obedience and ultimately like the obedience is like a a reflection, I guess, of like our heart posture towards the Lord um, versus like sacrificing and kind of doing like the lip service or the eye service or what might look like the right thing, but Mm. truly isn't Mm -hmm. from the heart.
2: You know, Kate, I do think we still do the, you know, uh, it's just a very human thing to look on the outward appearance yeah, and we just can't help not to do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, somehow we look at somebody who's like good looking or like whatever. And, and we, we just think, man, the Lord's going to use them so much more than the Lord could use me. Yeah. And and that is, that is just such a faulty way of thinking. Yeah. And so as much as we read, you know, passages like first Samuel 16 and try to drill into our minds that the Lord looks at the heart, he doesn't look at the outward appearance. There's something in us that still just struggles with that idea. Yeah. And so I, I do think it's something to just kind of press into that the Lord is so much more concerned with our heart. Yeah. He he is concerned with our heart, period. Yes. Yeah. Rather than our outward appearance. Now this is not that's not an excuse to like go gain, you know, two hundred pounds or whatever. <laughs> sure. But like um because we should take care of our bodies. However, the Lord is concerned with our heart. Yeah. And so I, I think it's just a word for you know, for all of us, you, you may think like, "How could the Lord use me?" Yeah, but um, but he he most certainly can. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and so if you have a heart that is that is attuned to the Lord, that yeah. is that is you know setting your affections on the Lord and and communing with Him often, um, the Lord will absolutely use you. Yeah, and I, I find it interesting that when David at the end of the passage, um, is anointed by Saul uh, by Samuel. It, it says that the the spirit of the Lord rushes upon mm. David from that day forward. Mm. And so I, again, I, I mentioned yesterday kind of this like old covenant, new covenant thing. And so in the old covenant, you did not have like every uh person of god you kind of we i wouldn't say believer you can say believer but we usually we usually say believer in terms of like believing in jesus and his death and resurrection yeah um but it is believers in the sense of like they're believing yahweh you know the 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 god of israel yeah uh and so you don't have that every believer is is indwelt by the holy spirit but you do see in the old covenant, that there are times that the spirit kind of rushes on people. You think of Samson right mm-hmm. there at the end. You think of uh, uh, Gideon and different, different uh, judges like that, where the spirit of the Lord comes on them. And now you have David and the spirit of the Lord is rushing on David. Uh, and so it's, it's an interesting thing. And and he was the most unlikely of the brothers right. for the spirit of the Lord to rush upon, right? you know, just by like coming and kind of lining them up right and uh and yet you know that was the one that was chosen for the spirit of the lord to rush upon that one right absolutely and you know it's i mean a quick note it is
1: you know kind of interesting just in the greater context of the bible to remember that uh, jesse is actually the grandson of ruth yeah Um, and so he's kind of connected to this whole you know like in, judges, in the period of the Judges, it was like complete chaos mm-hmm. and, you know, just godlessness, idolatry, and, and depravity. And then the story of Ruth, you know, after the book of Judges, we have the book of Ruth, which is actually this little snapshot mm-hmm. right, of God providing redemption and restoration yeah. behind the scenes, even as his people mm. were living in outright sin. Yeah. And so there's kind of like this, this ethos of that that, jesse as a character kind of holds Mm. by you know familial ties and then just another like interesting thing that we have here is or that i see is so eliab that name literally means like god is my father Mm. and then um let me see the the other two names uh abinadad means father of a vow and shama or Shema, um it means like sorrow or something i just looked it up Mm. but then so basically it's kind of like these different you know standard hebrew names and then the name david means beloved Mm. Mm. and and it kind of like sticks out like a sore thumb and you know like it's a very that's like a very tender and um Mm. intimate identifying Mm. attribute and i also find that interesting because as as we'll see David is not like a sinless man, completely after God's in heart. Like he actually, you know, maybe commits some worse sin than Saul. Right. And what's different about, Mm -hmm. like, why isn't he cut off? Right. Yeah. And it's because, it's because the foundation of David and God's relationship is love, And, Mm -hmm. and and primarily, like, the true foundation is God's love for David. Yeah. But then you know we also see that despite his failure and faltering that david does love the lord and saul never truly loves the lord Mm. he he fears he's like afraid of god and he's afraid of the people and ultimately he's a lover of self and so i think it's gonna be interesting to see how that Idea of love and being beloved shapes his identity as he like becomes this king figure in Israel.
2: Yeah, that's right. And we're gonna read more how David becomes this king figure in Israel. So for Kate Clark and Will Carlyle, I'm Barrett Fisher. Thanks for listening to our daily rhythm.